Hello, and welcome to Dick's Picks. I'm Carter, yeah. and with me is Mr. Dick. Hello, Mr. Dick. Hello, Carter. Glad to see you again. It's, yeah, a little, little respite, but this month on Dick's Picks, we're going to give you a double dose of something slightly different. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to dip our toes into the water of the review game on Dick's Picks. And we've picked movies out... I ha- I had never seen. Yeah, because yeah, they're so new, <laughs> and movies that felt a little more fitting for Dick's picks than the movie Brats. Uh, so I thought that this was an appropriate forum in which to discuss uh, two of the. I mean, it has been a quiet year for movies, twenty twenty three so far. I don't know. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Pooh, Blood and Honey is coming out soon. I've heard so, that's one of the worst movies anyone has ever seen. Yeah, but I saw that it cost a hundred grand to make and has already made four million dollars. So, well, damn, that is quite an ROI. Gotta get in that IP game. <laughs> IP uh, snatching. So today we will be reviewing Shotgun Wedding and Cocaine Bear. Two I, I recommended good bad movies. <laughs> my choice was shock, Shotgun Wedding because uh, it was free. And uh-huh. uh, Andrea wanted to watch it, and Carter forced he foisted Cocaine Bear on me. I I had had I came into Cocaine Bear with some um, some prejudices that were turned out to be very founded. That were proved to be uh, correct. <laughs> yeah, and I have and I have some new um, distrust of some formerly uh, very reliable performers. Reliable. No, no, uh, uh, talking head podcasters that I listen to. Really? Yeah. You verged so much on your your take of the movie that you just think well, their opinion is invalid. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. We'll get. We we'll get there. We get there. Get there. All right. To start off, we're gonna do Shotgun Wedding because that came out first. Um, directed by Jason Moore, who had previously directed Pitch Perfect one. And the comedy Sisters, which had Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. See, that's the connection to uh, Elizabeth Banks right it's there. It's true. Pitch Perfect. Pitch perfect. Yeah. Did you ever see Sisters? I've seen Bad Sisters. I haven't seen Bad Sisters. I haven't seen Sisters either. But Sisters look like... Bad Sisters. It's like an Irish Anglophile's dream. It's great. About murder, right? Yeah. Uh, written... By fire... Written by Mark Hammer, whose previous only credit was Two Night Stand. You remember that movie? I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, that's the one with the guy from Top Gun. Uh, yeah, Miles Teller. Yeah, where there's like a, a blizzard. Yeah. The one night stand turns into a two night stand. That's... Pretty bad rom-com. Yeah. Uh, starring Jennifer Lopez and Josh Dumas. We've got some juicy bits of, of internet. I can tell you immediately... Josh Dumel was not originally cast. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was. Uh, one thing that was notable about this movie is it's very much like a an older couple getting married. I think it's it's very, yeah, very inclusive like of them. Retired MLB. Not even like, MLB. Like oh, minor league. A? Yeah. That's the thing. Lenny Kravitz always busts us that he that he never made it to the majors. Lenny um, Kravitz was good. But he, they... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're a little bit older and they're just a little wiser, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. They don't behave that wisely during the movie. Uh, 
But you, they, they <laughs> had to they had to cast Josh Dumel because the original husband for, of J Lo was we'll get the, uh, to be a, wait for the internet fine. research for that one. Uh, premiered January twenty seventh on Amazon Prime. Uh, but technically, this is a 2022 release because it came out in Singapore. Were they oh. trying to get in that Oscar window? <laughs> no, it's a really bizarre thing where Lionsgate holds the international rights, so it can't stream outside the U.S., but Amazon owns the domestic rights, so it can't be in theaters in the U.S. So it's kind of one of those weird co-production. No one will know how much money. Yeah, exactly. It's the box office and the budget are pretty much not available for this movie. Um, a Rotten Tomato score of 44%, which is a little lower than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, because it wasn't good. Well, we can, we can go ahead and get to that. We're going to skip the plot today because these are such recent movies. We don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But mm-hmm. you you did not like this movie, you're saying? Uh, no, I didn't like it. Uh, I you know, I, I it started off very promising when we saw a little J Lo booty. Mm-hmm. Um, she still got it. She definitely I, I, still got it. I, you know, but it was all kind of downhill from there. I think that the the it was a little bit more earned than Cocaine Bear. Um, it's silliness. The, I, the silliness. Um, you know, a lot of murders, just similar to Cocaine Bear. A lot of gruesome murders, and they're yeah. just kind of like cool let's keep moving uh we're murderers now um in the end not really uh, what happened uh yeah there's literally uh well, i know but uh, they, they have a little bit of a freak out about committing murder he says <laughs> mm, i'm a murderer now i'm gonna go to prison. yeah i killed a man i killed a man no <laughs> Uh, and J-Lo says, how do you feel? And he says, I feel, oh my God, I feel horrible, but excited, you know, like happy, like I'm going to shit my pants, you know, but in a good way. Oh my God, I'm going to go to prison. <laughs> See, that was a good line. I like that. That's some serious existential considerations about, you know, mm-hmm. his immortal soul. Um, it had a surprisingly good cast, I thought. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge is, is on fire right now, and I thought she was really funny in it. She was like the main uh, commercial, you know, preview trailer attraction. It was just she was in way more of the White preview than, than in the yeah. movie. I, th- I thought she was going to be like the main character. Um, well, most of the cast is like off to the side, and um, you know, it has lots of great people. As I don't well, know, Darcy Carden, who I like, Darcy Barry. Carden, uh, Barry, yeah, yeah. and um, uh, the Lana Glazer Broad City thing. Yes, Lenny Kravitz, uh, who I rarely see in anything anymore, yeah. besides paparazzi photos with giant scarves. Well, it's actually really I, funny. I, in this. I saw him in on Hot Ones leading up to this, so he he did a little press for it. Even <laughs> really, yeah. How did he, he handle so, himself on Hot Ones? Really well, but he <laughs> didn't also didn't take his sunglasses off. So who knows? His eyes are just burning red. Yeah. Um, well, that could also not be the spice. True. I think he, I don't know, I think he might have given up weed. I remember a quote by him some time ago in Rolling Stone where he said for something like 30 years, the first thing he'd do every morning is smoke a joint. Wow. I don't know if he still does that. Good for him. Um, But I don't know. I think you're being a little down on this. I think this is a fun movie. I think it knows what it is. 
Did you want it yeah. to be sillier than it was? Did you want it to be more violent? Do you want it to be less violent? I think I think sillier, less violent. It kind of gave me like, did you see The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing? I like Tatum? that. <laughs> I yeah, I think that if I hadn't seen The Lost City, I would You'd be like this happier with this. But I feel like I just saw this similar movie. With a like, sort of fifty year old like, actress. Where it's kind of like um people who are not capable of dealing with a situation thrust into a situation that's way above their uh pay grade and capabilities and then they have and then they have to go murder and like kill a bunch of assassins and like get on with their lives like you know uh (laughs) it is similar yeah and make an interesting double feature yeah ooh, yeah (laughs) I liked Lost City better, but I also think I like Sandra Bullock better than, than Jennifer Jayla. Lopez. I thought yeah. she was surprisingly good in this. I thought one interesting aspect of her character is she didn't take herself totally seriously and allowed mm-hmm. herself to look foolish in a way that someone like The Rock never really allows himself to. Oh, like she fell off of a chair while reaching up onto a bookshelf with her. No, not only that, but like her character stuff? is like doesn't always do the right thing and it's well, it's, yeah. it's a little bit sort of a complex person it's not just like oh it's jennifer lopez she's perfect um i don't yeah, know okay i, I thought i that. thought it was a little more nuanced than i was expecting from from this sort of role in her character um hmm. it was a little confusing of... to me that she was called darcy and darcy Carden was in the movie that threw me off too i don't like that i didn't like it i did i also was like confused about the parentage Cause like yes. I, I know that the mom was speaking speaking Portuguese, but like J Lo was only speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. and the dad was speaking Spanish, and I was just like completely thrown off by that. It's just like a you mixed know. salad of Latinx yeah. people. They kind of address it, and they kind of address like the whole situation. Um, but it, uh, I guess it made sense. <laughs> are Are you turning around on this slightly? Yeah, but. You know, I thought Josh Small was pretty good too. He's a guy who I hadn't seen in like anything. I think of him from the Transformers movies. Don't really think of him as just from a, Las a good Vegas, actor. the TV show. <laughs> I never actually watched that, but he, he was one of those Catherine Heigl movies, right? Like uh, 27 Dresses or another one of them. That's James Marsden, I think. Um, just another generically handsome, yeah, middle aged dude. Uh, yeah, but he was pretty he- funny. I mean, you could definitely tell they wanted someone bigger to be with Jennifer Lopez than what they ended up getting, but I thought he was good. Maybe like an Oscar nominee or something? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, So you think you're... I think think this is like a solid two and a half out of five. I don't think this is bad. I think this is something Uh, that that the audience knows what it is going into it. There's a bit of a handshake. Yeah, we... We knew it was a, a callback to former J-Lo, you know, made in Manhattans, all that. Crap, yeah. But a little bit more of a preposterous scenario other than like, oh, I've met a rich man and I'm going to or I'm a wedding planner or uh-huh. like something like that. A little bit more. He's a big Red know, Sox action. Oh, no. That's action. That's for Lopez. But yeah, that's, that's something more. she hasn't really done a lot of, actually, is action. At least. No, she did a lot in the 90s. Yeah, but not recently. And yeah. we're getting in this big, you know, the post-taken phase where actors can just sort of shift late career to become action people. Yeah, uh, love those cuts. 
Yeah, I think maybe you, we could get that from her. I liked the, uh, you know, a lot of it was set up. A lot of like the baseball stuff, not being able to throw, only being a hitter was set mm-hmm. up. Um, the one thing that I felt like wasn't set up, was set up, but didn't follow through was the um, deli meat slicer. I feel like that one. Well, was, we uh, did get a cut. You think it yeah, should have been it, like someone gets their head cut off with it yeah like um i remember one halloween when i was in like sixth grade uh i was home alone and i was watching like a friday the 13th marathon Mm -hmm. and uh it definitely wasn't one of the first three or four friday the 13th it was one where um there's like a magic makeup mirror and you can look in it and then you can say something and whoever uh you say it about has to do the thing and um this girl said uh i need you to lay back on the wood saw and then the guy did it and then she shoved his head into the wood saw and i was much too young to see that wow that's what i was expecting out of this thing i think this might have been friday the 13th the series maybe i I don't know (laughs) I'm looking up on the internet right now. I didn't know it existed, but it was like real horny and invigorating for like fifth fifth grade year old me. Violence, for a while, <laughs> but then it got too gruesome. I couldn't handle it. Yeah, I mean, you don't really see the deli slicer in too many movies. Off the top of my head, the only one I can think of is the wrestler. They're uh, so dumb. They use it to freak. There's got to be scissors. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. We get a nice like little talking- bit of violence with it. I like talking around the movies better, Carter. You think, think so? I feel like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> explaining it, you know, there's no reason for them to watch it. If we talk around it and really kind of pick at the scenes that 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 stand out to us and we have... You, uh, lay, the, you lay the breadcrumbs really to be love, picked up. Yeah, yeah. I think this could be this could be a new birth of Format. the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I like the there's, I like the plot breakdowns. Well, I've heard murmurs that there is uh, uh, room in the streets for us to step into uh, a podcast realm that has been filled by the watch for quite some time. People are fed up with Andy and Chris. Really? Now they, they need, want a new yeah, voice. They need they need Rich and Carter. They're, they're sick of hearing about the inside outs of the Disney hierarchy and stuff like that. Yeah. Streaming yeah. rights. <laughs> Yeah, just recall it Hollywood prospectus again already. Come on, ESPN, <laughs> give it to them. They're not watching anything. They're just they're just talking around it. I do like hearing about hearing about them talking about uh what's that climate change show? Extrapolations. They had a good episode talking about that. Um but we can move on to our internet research section. Uh, okay. best of Wikipedia. Here we are getting to what you wanted to talk about. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was the first person cast in the lead male role, stayed on as a producer, but he was replaced by Hollywood's most famous sex fiend cannibal, Army Ham, allegedly, Army Ham, (laughs) (laughs) who had to drop out of the role when the whole alleged cannibalism incidents came out in Mm -hmm. 2020. But the most important thing to happen in 2020. (laughs) <laughs> it might have been mm-hmm. consider me someone who obviously you know we don't know the insides and outs of the situation but i like army hammer as an actor 
Sure. I think he's a good actor. I think he would have been good in this role. And it would have fit better with the sort of age range because Josh Schmall was a little old to be a minor league. Yeah, player. but he's a little bit more J-Lo's age. Yes, but I think the sort of idea, with, I guess, with Reynolds and Army Hammer is, you know, J-Lo playing a bit younger or maybe, you know, breaking some societal norms, having a little bit of an older lady marrying a younger guy. Mm-hmm. But I think he would have been good in this role. I think this would have been a good role for him because I think he was taking some talking about army hammer's career at this point it's a little bit like yeah i'm not in on that i'm zoning out i'm searching uh uh, for quotes that i wrote down (laughs) we can skip that um according to nielsen media research amazon prime video saw the largest monthly usage increase in january 2023 recording a 9.3 percent uptick in viewing that was driven by Shotgun no. wedding. <laughs> Absolutely not. You don't think so? No. Who were you to probably... disagree with Nielsen? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, Nielsen. <laughs> have you ever you been to have Nielsen all the ratings? <laughs> no, never. My brother but Jack was a Nielsen home for a little bit. I'd like to be. Yeah, I think it'd, I think you'd do some good things. I think some do they give you do they give you cable? What do they do? No, they just give you a box. To like attach you got, to your cable thing. You know, hook all your apps up to it and stuff. Like I don't know what it is now. He only had his attached to his cable. Yeah, huh. I don't know what they do with the, the whole apps and everything now, actually. That that raises a good point. <laughs> it's exactly. plugged into your smart TV. Nielsen's full of crap. You think Nielsen's full of it? You think yeah, this is yeah. Amazon paying him off to, to boost shotgun wedding? Jeff Bezos putting out some baloney. <laughs> Uh, best of IMDb trivia. This was interesting. It's interesting with the newer movies, the IMDb trivia we get here, because some of it is just like, who cares? Words put together that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge and Josh Jamal play mother and son, despite being, what do you think their age just, difference is? Um, twelve years. Eleven years. Yeah, heck yeah, good for me. <laughs> Uh, the song Jennifer Coolidge starts singing for the wedding guests in the pool is I'll Be by Edwin McCain. Yeah. The uh-huh. same theme song is played while Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray dance in, you know what movie? The, the Cinderella story. A Cinderella story <laughs> in which Coolidge also appears. How about wow. that? Look wow. at you bringing it back to 2004. Uh, so Useless is- knowledge in this brain. Not useless for Dick's fix. Yeah. Um, this was one that I just included because the grammar is a little off and it's just such a funny trivia thing for me, especially because it's only relevant in 2023, the way it's phrased. Movie was due to come out last year, but was pushed to 2023 instead. Okay. That's sort of like um, I was listening to a podcast with Zach Jack, Jack Braff. Zach, Zach Braff? Braff? And he was saying that the Florence Pooh uh, Morgan person. Freeman movie was due to come out last year, but Florence Pooh had too many movies, so they pushed it to this year. That movie got torn to pieces by the critics. Um, well, yeah, because apparently <laughs> instead of a manic pixie dream girl, it's just a manic the pixie depressed. nightmare girl. That's that's what I read. <laughs> uh, Josh Shumal has played opposite both Jennifer Garner in Love, Simon. And Jennifer Lopez in Shotgun Wedding, both of whom have been married to Ben Affleck. 
Okay. And, and you know what else? They're both named Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, wow. This is maybe my favorite bit of IMDb trivia I've ever seen. Because um, underneath each one, if you have an IMDb account, you can like say interesting, not interesting. Usually it's like 60% of people find it interesting. Uh, uh -huh. This one this one just said, special thanks to Galia Lahav, House of Couture. That's all it said. Why? Why? Zero of one found this interesting. Wow. Gosh. I love IMDb. Uh, <laughs> so I was a little warmer on this than you were, which I was, I'm surprised by. Okay. I'm looking back through my notes. Um, at the very beginning, Andrea said, oh, no, it's bad already. The animation is so bad. Which part the exploding was that? The exploding title. Oh, I didn't. I didn't the even very beginning. Um, then some nitpickers in your household. Yeah. Well, she was also mad because uh, she said it's us. Weddings are embarrassing. Uh, when Jo J Lo said she wanted to elope. Oh um, yeah. Uh huh. That uh, was that. They made a little big too too much of a deal out of that. The whole elope yeah. big wedding thing. I wanted to be perfect. Ah, you're making everything crazy. But but. Not, you know what else yeah you know, okay i also have noted that there were three recent 90s rom-com stars in island movies uh Sandra Bullock. And i ranked yeah you know the other one jennifer lopez and island movie rom-com yeah in this decade the 2020 past like past like five four five six months past oh, year shit um like the research. Tell me, the I'm gonna kill myself for not knowing. What is it? Uh, Julia Roberts and George Clooney. Oh, Ticket to Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I ranked these. Uh -huh. uh, the Julia Roberts, George Clooney. That's number three. That's the worst uh, one. This one with J Lo. That's number two. Two. And then Sandra Lost Bullock City. one's number one. I think I yeah. just liked Daniel Radcliffe as a better villain as well. Then Lenny Kravitz. No, hey, whoa, hey, what? Yeah, whatever. Well, he's <laughs> he's the asshole from the beginning. He's just the guy who's yeah. too perfect. He that was really funny with him. I thought the best part of this movie was they're being held hostage and everyone's like in the pool, and there's a lot of people crowded around, and there's just some sort of chit-chat with the people holding yep. them captive and, and the people. In the pool, and there's like little murmurs, like when they say, "Like, oh, you're the hero." Everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, he's the hero." Well, that's the story that I heard was that Cheech was really pissed off because he thought he was signing up for a movie in whatever Philippines, great place for three yeah. months, but he just had to stand in a pool <laughs> for all three months. Fuck this! So it was like it was kind of like a torture. It turned into prunes and in stuff. full clothes. It's not like yeah. you're in a bathing suit or something. I would say uh, any any quotes or anything. I did the one main quote. That yeah. was the only one that stood out. Uh, what else did they have? Uh, Darcy at one point said, "I bruise easily. I'm a Gemini." <laughs> I did like that. I thought she was really really funny in that. Yeah. Um, um, Lenny Kravitz said, "I'm not a bad guy. I'm an entrepreneur." <laughs> um, this might be my favorite Lenny Kravitz performance ever. Be honest. Uh, White Lotus said, "I'm a mother. 
I can worry about a lot of things at the same time. That's one for the moms out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, Someone said, sir, sir, give me the grenade. At some point. (laughs) Did you ever see the Hunger Games movies? I I think just the first one. Because Lenny Kravitz is in that, isn't he? I don't know. So, but I've never seen this. Um, I didn't read the books. I didn't see the movies. Me, Shotgun Wedding, big, big thumbs up. Okay. Great. You Uh, was sort of a uh, sideways thumb. Yeah. Sideways kind of going upwards. Like I'm, like I'm an emperor, maybe going (laughs) to give a thumbs up, but it just stays halfway, like a quarter of the way above. It's like you need to keep fighting. Parallel. Yeah. (laughs) Like a 30 degree thumb. Cocaine bear. Yeah. 2023. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Previously directed Pitch Perfect 2 and Charlie's Angels, which was a big, big bomb. Um, Written by Jimmy Warden, who previously wrote the 2020 film The Babysitter, colon, Killer Queen. Oh, I liked that. You saw it? That was an... Yeah, I, I saw the first babysitter. It was a Netflix thing about like a culty. It was it was like the first one was directed by MCG, who did McG. like Charlie's Angels and stuff. Yeah, I call him MC. <laughs> MCG. Um, but I liked it. It was uh, I'd never heard cool. of it. Yeah, both of them were. The first one was better. The second one was then Killer Queen. Second one was good too. Yeah, is Killer Queen the sequel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's his only credit. As a writer, so not exactly oh. Robert Town. Um, yeah. <laughs> starring Carrie Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr., also known as Young Ice Cube. Andrea um, at one point said, I know he's not Ice Cube, but he's giving off very Ice Cube <laughs> vibes. Old <laughs> uh, Narenreich, famous for yeah, I, the bomb that was Solo on Solo, but I he was also in um, what's Hail the Caesar. Huxley? No, Aldous Huxley. Oh, Brave New World. Like a Brave New World uh, that I liked. I liked that. Peacock was that a show. good show? It was fine. There's just I too many it. shows. I don't. I don't follow these shows. Well, uh, also Ray Liotta in his final film appearance. Andrea at the end said, "I'd be so pissed if I died and they dedicated this movie to me." Not realizing that he was in the movie and it was his final movie. Uh, U.S. wide release February twenty fourth. So the doldrums of the February movie mm. release schedule uh, before March was to be taken over by Creed 3 and Scream 6. And Which it Cone wasn't, McFour. I don't think. You don't think March was taken over by Scream 6? Definitely, or by Creed 3. Creed 3 made money. Yeah, but... Not enough for you? This movie no. made a lot more than I realized. Um, Ron Tomato score of 67%. A budget of thirty million, which apparently mostly went towards the bear. The bear. Uh, box office eighty four million, almost tripled. Okay, I think that's pretty good. I think they might be making a sequel, Cocaine Bear Two. Uh, it is on demand right now. I'm sure it'll be streaming somewhere in a few months. Yeah, wait for it to stream. It seems like a I Netflix paid, movie to me. I paid twenty bucks to watch this, and um, hey, that's so I much mean, you would have had to pay in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, and two people got to see it for the yes. price. So it was, you know, but uh, I, okay. So I listened to the Conan podcast with Elizabeth Banks when they were promoting this. 
And that came out Conan like February or something. Like, yeah, Conan was just raving. He was just like, you get exactly what you're asking for. It's a bear on cocaine. I loved it. I loved it. It was like snakes on a plane, but bear on cocaine. So I can no longer trust Conan. He's just a shill. Um, <laughs> that is a very uh, shill thing to say, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And I trusted him. You know, I thought he had, uh, he was always he thought he had taste. Me. He wrote we for the Harvard team, Lampoon. We were team Coco best friends, best buds, but he's going to have to work hard to, to See, get me back. I don't think this necessarily gave you exactly what you were expecting. I don't think it really did at all, actually. But it gave me nonsense is what it gave me. A lot of nonsense. A lot of disparate storylines that like True. tried to tie together through the bear, but really not enough for any of the, the characters or the bear to make really it get make their fill. Yeah. There was so, a lot of wanton killing mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. people I don't think we were supposed to sort of just accept deaths yeah. in the spirit of fun in a way that I found a little problematic because we didn't really yeah. get enough backstory on these characters to be sort of reveling in their deaths. Like it was a lot not, of these people are just in, innocent bystanders, you know, or people doing the, their job. The the intro song made me think that I had accidentally rented Dazed and Confused or Wet Hot American Summer. Um, it's literally the same song that starts Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, which you know, uh, IMDb trivia. Yeah, yes! the Banks was in. Yeah, is that one of your IMDb <laughs> trivia? It is. I don't even need IMDb. You could have trivia. contributed to it. See I am. I am IMDb, IMDb trivia. Um, but uh, I like you know, this. I didn't hate this movie. I I just felt like you know the one scene where they trip over the dead body and then they're like they they're walking around. And then they yeah. get to the cave and then they're like, hey, remember when we tripped over that dead body and they flash back to five minutes before when they trip over a dead body? I'm like, why? Why not just show them so, trip so, over the dead body? So you're questioning Elizabeth Banks' directing decisions. I think uh, so. <laughs> I think so. That just seemed. I don't know. know. It was I thought Alden Ehrenreich was actually really good. In this. His sort of like depressed son of a gangster character. I found very, very funny. Um, yeah. O'Shea Jackson Jr., I'm not convinced, is actually a good actor. Mm. And there's something about, about the way he delivers lines that I find very unconvincing. What about, uh, what's that Gerard Butler one? Where they I think the he's the worst part of that movie. He's um, supposed to be the best one. <laughs> well, the whole thing hinges on him sort of being this mastermind. I just don't believe it. No. Just, he doesn't... <laughs> He doesn't come across as someone who's like two or three steps ahead. And he has this sort of like go-to of just sort of raising his voice a little bit. And I yeah. just don't think he has a good voice for movies. To, like, hmm. I think that, I think if if we are to like criticize nepotism babies for anything, I, he is my number one target. For, for really? Not, oh, yeah. <laughs> not uh, Paris Jackson? Not anyone. Mm. I mean, he is number one. I mean, he was in a movie where he played his dad. And mm. was very good at playing his dad. Not surprising. I've yet to yeah. see him be any good in any other role, um, mm. including okay. this. I thought he was the worst part of this. Um, yeah, well, the best part was obviously the little blonde boy. He was, he was really funny. He was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, his lines were nonsense, but they were funnily they were delivered. They funny. were delivered very funny. Yeah, uh, the kids I did like, but the one violence. 
Oh man, maybe just give me a little more. Like, why is Jesse Tyler Ferguson? Why should we think it's funny that he's being killed? Why is it not just tragic? (laughs) Like the whole ambulance situation. Yeah, it was like these people are just government employees. Were they? That guy was seemed like he was a stoned EMT. (laughs) He was high on his whatever his whole supply. That was his first movie. Um, Yeah, they were best Wikipedia. Uh, uh, what did you think about? Yeah, like the the park ranger, just like murder. Oh, Margot Martindale. Yeah, just murders, and she's like, whatever. uh, Park rangers are peace officers, meaning I can shoot people, and she's just like shooting everyone, just just getting a lot. Not even a good shot. Just not. No, no. she's like got her eyes closed almost. It's like, do you have gun printing? Um, this is one I would, I think it's okay. I think it delivers just enough to be acceptable, but I think if they really had wanted to elevate this and made it like a sort of classic of one drunk or high people would watch, they could have, mm-hmm. I don't think it, it was, quite reached that level. They kept it at sci-fi movie level. Basically. You know? Yeah. Like a Sharknado kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. But I'm with waiting. the talent, I with think- the budget. With yeah. the CGI bear, which was actually pretty convincing. Sharktopus versus cocaine bear. That's the that's, that's the, the next, sequel. That's the sequel. Yeah. Uh Wikipedia. The producers approached Radio Silence, the people who made Scream Five, but they opted out to make Scream Five and Scream Six. I think they chose the right the right path. Um because I think both of those are very good. You might be hearing a review of Scream 6 on an upcoming episode of The Movie Brats. Uh, principal photography took place... With a in, PH is how I envisioned it. In County Wicklow, <laughs> Ireland, between August and October 2021. They filmed it in Ireland? Yeah, right? Well, that was the best... I think that the scenery was probably the best part the of best the movie. The best part. Like, we, um, Andrea and I were like, should we go to Chattahoochee? It's looking it's nice. actually they Wicklow. Filmed- they Which is a beautiful a part, part of, year. of Western Ireland. Um, so yeah, consider that. Pretty cheap to go to Ireland, actually. Um, Ray Lota's final completed film. Oh, this is IMDb trivia. Ray Lota's final completed film. Elizabeth Banks said that Leota praised the look of the bear. So he liked the bear. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so he saw the CGI. He came in to record his lines in post-production, saw the bear, and died a week later. But he liked the bear. Uh, <laughs> Cocaine Bear was intended to be a temporary working title. But the producers decided to release it under that name as they, quote, couldn't think of anything else. I think that describes this production pretty well. Uh-huh. Couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> Nothing could be better. Although this is a great bit of IMDb trivia. The concept of a horror movie about a wild animal going on a drug-fueled rampage was first visited the way he says that is like it's like a groundbreaking concept with Jerry Landy's crack coon from 2010 about a crack addicted raccoon killing people in the Bronx. I think that's well, promising. <laughs> I like how throughout the movie, they anytime like an animal was near the cocaine, they were just kind of like, oh, let's take that cocaine away from you, cute puppy <laughs> or, or cute, nice sheep. You wanted to uh, see cocaine animal kingdom. This all the animals yeah. on cocaine. Because it, it, it is it the cocaine or is it the animal? Mm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
But anyway, I think I like Shotgun Wedding more. I think this served its yeah. role. Um, it was just too gruesome. Too like too gruesome. If you wanted to be, it should have been. It it, it should have been a little less gruesome, a little more like. I don't know. They didn't have At to one show point, it, I was just but... like, too many people are dying. Yeah. Like, and then and then they don't really make moral judgments about the Barrett. It's like, oh, he's just on cocaine. What else is he gonna do? Uh she, Carter. Sorry, she. yes. I'm showing my patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that for Bruin, me it's a Bruins sort of, can get, Bruins can do cocaine too. Is a Bruin a female bear? Yep. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You learn things every uh, day. Uh, uh, you know, shotgun wedding one, cocaine bear two. Well, I think we will take a quick break and return with Mr. Dick's TV corner. Is that correct? That's right. <laughs> so we will be back in just a second. We back. are back. Done reviewing our. 2023 trash masterpieces. <laughs> uh, moving on to Mr. Dick's TV corner. Mr. Dick, the floor yep. is yours. Thank you. Thank you, Carter. And before we go to TV corner, I'd like to go highbrow um, and tell you that uh, we watched Women Talking. It was available Excellent. on Prime for like for free. Uh, Andrew and I both enjoyed it. And that evening, we texted some of our friends and said, uh, hey, really liked women talking. Um, it was great. We highly recommend it. To which they replied, maybe a little inebriated. We watched it too and loved it. Such great fight scenes. Um, I let it slide. And then the next day, I followed up again. And it turned out she had watched uh, Women King instead. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Slightly different. Slightly different. I've heard both. I've heard that is, is also good, but women talking, great movie. Less controversy around women talking than the woman king. Um, I guess so. But we don't uh, need to get into that and the the, know, the benefits TV of depicting. I have to eliminate you of the um, the more glorified entertainment form where all of the auteurs are flocking. All the stars. Um, all the money. Stars. All the money. All the eyeballs, um, it seems. And I'm not talking about any Taylor Sheridan stuff because, nah. You're anti Taylor um, Sheridan? I just won't do it. Um, all right. First thing. I like already... Wind River. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> first thing I already told you about Punk on Earth. I think you're watching that as well. Uh, the I've Netflix seen three episodes of it. It's got, uh, it's just really lampoons the documentary format where she's just walking in nonsense locations and she's great interviewing real legitimate people academics um, academics and it's just gone you know she talks about shakespeare and philosophy and um religion religion world war ii technology all that stuff and she's just she uh conk philomena conk the host really just makes the show um and brilliant delivery very deadpan brilliant delivery and it reintroduces you to one of the best songs of the 90s um 
uh, you apparently one of the monumental achievements in human history, according to the absolutely. Program. I love the uh, um, pop up video how you watch it pops up and then it has like quick quick fact facts about that and other things at that time. Um, that's on Netflix. You can crank it out. Yes, highly recommend. Crank it, it out. You might learn something, or um, or it might put you off history forever. Well, uh, she there's also. Apparently, it's been going on. Well, for there's Conk like on Britain, which is a BBC Conk show. on Britain. And yeah. I recognized her from uh, Netflix had a year end specials called Death to the whatever year it was by the oh, Black really? Mirror guy, um, hmm. who I guess is behind this as well. So good. Good show. Thumbs Very up for me as well. You're even watching it, so it can't be bad. <laughs> exactly. Also, it's short. Um, That's good for me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a short 30 minute thing. The next thing I wrote this down because we were supposed to do this at the end of, I don't know, January, middle of February. I wrote down Last of Us. Last of Us was an entertaining Sunday night show. Entertaining um, is the word you describe it. Yeah. I don't think it was. I haven't seen an episode, but it seems unremittingly dark. No. It's not? No. No. Is it as dark as Game of Thrones? Is, is it darker? No. It's not as dark as Game of Thrones. I think that there's like uh, an inherent hope to it. of That you don't have in Game of Thrones is more nihilistic. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Good zombie show. I liked it. Uh, It's over now and now we're back to succession. So get on the succession train. That's a great show. You got to have the, you got to have the closed captioning on because they are quippy. Just whipping those quips at each other. Um, uh, Succession's great. You gotta watch. That. I watched the eighth episode of the first season this week. What so, about the first seven? I I I think I watched those when they came out that year, and I didn't okay. watch any other. So I was like, eh. it's fine. It resets every every season. So who cares? So I could. I didn't even need to finish season one. Well, uh, I mean, there's just. Did you see the bachelor party episode? That is the that is the episode I just watched. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one you really got to see because that's the best. Where he <laughs> swallows his own. That's how it's supposed to go. Um, uh, the next one, I'm surprised you haven't watched it yet. It's Poker Face on the Peacock. I watched the first episode of that. It gets better. There's a whole. There's one that's like all about, I guess, uh, Lucasfilm and their CGI people. Um, really? Who, the Kathleen wall? Kennedy? Yes. She it's all is about Kathleen Kennedy Disney? and really yeah, Disney. Yeah. Did she but kill that, somebody? I don't know, Carter. Someone dies in every episode. This this uh Natasha Leone or whatever. Ryan Johnson, American. I think, created it. Ryan the guy Johnson. did knives out. It's like it's like super, you know. It's supposed to be like Columbo, right? Like the first 10, 15 minutes, you're hanging out with this character that you don't know. And yeah. then you see him get murdered and you see how they get murdered. And then Natasha Leone comes around and she, you know, just solves murders. But it's a murder not... of the week show. Yeah, murder of the week. Um, but she's likable. The characters are likable. Uh her voice is fun. a little annoying. And there's lots of good like supporting stars that you would... Well, the first one it's Adrian Brody. Yeah, and, and Benjamin uh, Bratt. Benjamin Bratt's there throughout. You'll get yeah. to see who the head Head Honcho is who's a surprise. Adrian Brody's dad. Yep, he appears. Um, uh, I might, who's the I guy might... who's in, 
Who's Fried up. Who's the guy in all the Ryan Johnson? The one that's his friend? He's in all the Ryan Johnson movies. He's the one who's the stoner in the most recent Glass Onion? No, no, the other one. The Dong Dong. What? Who is he in Star Wars? Is he in Star Wars? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Fine. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. He's not in he's all in the, the, he's not in all the Ryan Johnson movies. He, he apparently is. Like, like that's in why, a way that we don't realize. That's why they added him in as the dong for the for the clock at uh he's in Glass the Dong Onion. in Glass Onion. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he voices the dong because that's some IMDB trivia. Uh Dick Knack trivia. Um, <laughs> uh okay, some newer shows not that have come out recently that we're getting into last uh, couple Big weeks. Door, yeah, Big Door Prize on Apple Plus just came out. It's got that Irish guy from the IT crowd um, who was uh, the oh, love interest. O'Dowd, in something O'Dowd. And it's, I, I picked it up because I'm on the leftovers Reddit and someone just said, <laughs> Big Door Prize really fill in my leftovers void. Is it um, like super depressing? <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I don't get the connection. I guess it's just sort of mysterious and you're following different character every episode and you're learning about how they're interacting with each and other. And it's not a game show. Basically, the premise is that um, uh, like a photo booth appears in this small, I don't know, Ohio town one uh-huh. night and you go and you put two bucks in and you plug in a few personal details and it tells you your life's purpose. And it really kind of throws the whole town for a loop because, you know, they're kind of like, well, I guess this is what I am what I need now. To do now. <laughs> Yeah, what I need to strive for. Um, Interesting. So I, it sounds like a Black Mirror episode stretched out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how it's going to end. We're 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 up to date on episodes, and we're liking it. This so. is one of those things where make, I'm skeptical of TV. Where this sounds right. like an interesting concept, but like, how does this go for five years? I don't, it's not going to. Oh, you don't think so? No, I think it'll go like the leftovers. It'll go for two or three. Really, succession okay. will go for four. So you think you think TV shows are becoming? We can see the end when we're starting the beginning, not like yeah. it's lost or we're, something like that. It's definitely, we're definitely. I mean, there's no longer uh, like Networks. a need to have 24 episodes a season, like 10 seasons. Like that's why all the creatives are going to TV is because they can have a fully developed beginning, middle, and end to their stories, and they're not limited by the two hours of you know. In the uh, deadlines, the release date. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Maybe. It's, I mean, Carter, you're, come you're, on. you're building an argument. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're not meant to last forever. They're just, they're telling their stories and they're, they're getting in and out. They're taking the British model. Well, that's not so, what TV has been in the US. So well, maybe, maybe we're seeing these, a sea change here in the last yeah, few years. These streamers, especially. Because um, even so, Game of Thrones, you know. Yeah, that's don't let's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> it should have gone on long. What I think of is like Walking Dead, where it's just like twenty years. Well, yeah, uh, but Game of Thrones should have gone on longer because those idiots didn't know the end. George R. R. Moton, like they just they rushed that. Yeah. Um, or they could have <laughs> paced a everything topic. out. Whatever. Um, 
other shows that are back on app or shrinking is fine it's on apple plus it's i put it in the that's, Ted Lasso that's the people who did ted lasso right yeah it's the a bill lawrence show but it's so we're having a big boom in therapist themed media basically. what other therapist media are you ted lasso. Oh, it's, yes it's all about the mental uh getting a handle of all your mental struggles and also there was the one with the criminal who saw the therapist Emily the no steve carell did you never uh, see that no but it was on uh donald gleason was like a murderer who kidnapped it was on one therapist. of our friends like uh best shows of the of last year <laughs> there's a bunch too of, much tv a, a, along with a bunch of other murder shows i think uh, he has a you might a, have a, some underlying issues yeah um <laughs> But an, another a new show that we're really given a chance and has given me low key terror uh, throughout viewing experiences is Swarm, on Prime. It's a the new Donald Glover. That's toxic show. fandom, right? Yeah, about toxic fandom where uh, this girl is just she's just Dominique Fishback doing, who was in Judas murdered. and the Black Messiah. She's going around just doing bad things, being real mean to people. Um, in Houston. Right? Yeah, she goes all over. Um, and it's just like, you know, I watched The Bear and it was like a stress fever dream, but like I didn't have like the threat of murders uh, throughout The it's Bear. It's like, hey, we might not get this sausage yeah. out in time. Yeah, yeah. But this is like, <laughs> oh, someone's probably going to get murdered uh, <laughs> because they insulted Beyonce. And the oh, it's a Beyonce-like character yeah. right and it's called the swarm andrea said so the reason i brought up paris jackson is because she's in one of the episodes really um yeah michael jackson's daughter um uh-huh. did not recognize her did not know that she must have andrea must have buzzfeed did that or something um but we'll, we'll we'll keep watching i guess it's a donald glover series right yeah yeah i fell off He's on got Atlanta, a big so I gotta deal with, with amazon he was gonna do a show with uh phoebe waller bridge which I think yeah. fell through. Yeah, he, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Did you see the latest news about Phoebe Waller-Bridge? She's in Indiana Jones. She's going to write and direct the next James Bond movie. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. We're going back to... It's going back to Die, uh, die Another Day, baby. Uh, we're going to have so James Bond looking surf- into the camera and being really we're neurotic. Be surfing about on a, a sea of diamonds gonna we're windsurfing down some diamonds you think that's her style i think it's gonna be more like like hot priests and looking into the camera uh (laughs) i think it'll be good i I think it should be she wrote uh a lot of the dialogue for the last one which i thought was far too long but generally was pretty good but it was good I, i i didn't see that but i also have not seen once upon a time in hollywood we're gonna go see that on friday Where's it playing? The bird. Oh, I think you'll like that. I think yeah. that's a I think that's a really good movie. I wanna uh, I'd only wanna I only wanna watch it to know where the gifts are from. <laughs> like I keep I keep using these gifts and I don't know what the what they're in reference to. Uh any other TV? You know, just the usual summer house, survivor. The, the I, can, I can happily announce everyone that all Six seasons of Miami Vice are available on Tubi, which is free. So anyone wants to watch the maybe the most influential bit of visual 
audio media of the last 50 years. Why don't they just see the reboot? Because the reboot sucks. I'm one of the few people that really doesn't like the Miami Vice movie. I hate No, it. not the movie, the new TV show. There's, there's a, Miami a Miami Vice TV show? I thought so. I thought no, they did there's, the there's the there's the Tom Magnum Selleck PI. one. Yeah, Magnum PI, yeah. And then there's uh they didn't do Miami Vice too? Okay, no, how could not. they? I don't know. They did, they did watched... Tokyo Vice, which I watched because Michael Mann was involved. Which was pretty was good. good. It was all right. I'm not a big Ainsley Elgort guy at the end. Well, he got in trouble, so I thought that was he was. Did going he get away. in trouble, or did he kind of get in trouble that people didn't really know whether or not he was in trouble? I thought it was more like the. I didn't think it was like a full on Army Hammer type thing. Not quite, but. Mm... I think, yeah, I don't know. A movie he's know. in that should have been much better than it was, or at least I feel like I should have liked it more than I did, was Baby Driver. Yeah, that's... um that oh, was, was that really a screening of Baby Wright Driver where Edgar Wright was present and did a and a afterwards, and I should have just said, stood up and said, why does your movie suck? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't have the balls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I liked it. I like Edgar. What else? I, I didn't like the one that he did with um recently with Doctor Who. And um Oh, I kind of liked that. Uh Last Night in Soho. Yeah. I That's thought that I one was really liked the first three quarters and hated the last quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It just kind of <laughs> fell apart. That's how I felt. Yeah. I was like an hour and I was like, I like this. This is good. At the end, I was like, I don't like this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> So I can't fully say it's like bad or I didn't like it, but I I don't think it landed the plane. No, to get back it, to snakes on a plane. But I supported. I support Edgar Wright. I support visionary directors. I did not. I did not support him with his documentary about the Sparks Brothers last year. From what I heard, that was like two hours and forty minutes. And for me, that's. He- that's too long I've, for a music I've documentary. I've not even heard of this. Was he trying to recatch that, recapture the Beatles mania, sort of that Peter Jackson well, You had? know who Sparks is? You know the group Sparks? It's like a... Like the, the Smothers Brothers? It's kind of like that, but more like Electro. And, you know, everyone's every, everyone's getting their music documentary these days. We had one about the Velvet Underground a couple years ago. We had the Beatles one. Uh right. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to do mine. And apparently it just keeps going. So I haven't seen hmm. it. Um, Moon Age Daydream came out. David Bowie documentary last year. We reviewed on the movie Bratz. I thought it was very good. But that's huh. completely unrelated. Um, <laughs> my you, and Steven, to- you, you and Steven need to keep your conversations to yourself. I don't... <laughs> um, so that's it for Mr. Dex TV Corner. Yep. All right. I'm done. Done with uh, done with TV. Done with Scotch. Well, I think Thinking we're about... going to get on more of a monthly schedule, like we. That's what we keep saying. Like we did very well in 2022. We did a really good job staying on the schedule in 2022, and I think we will be back with timeline mm-hmm. adapted from the Michael Crichton novel, starring Paul Walker. Uh, so that will be our dicks picks for April, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into new ground stuff that I can't, I don't have personal history with, but I'm excited to 
you know, we're, we're coordinating. I it's it's like we're it's like we're archaeologists. We're digging into the past. Yep. A past that existed within our living memory, but one that we oh. did <laughs> one that we were not necessarily engaged with when it happened. Um but timeline, timeline when we're pirates. The greatest movie trailers I've ever seen without actually ever seeing the movie. So fire that up on YouTube and get ready. April 2023 timeline dicks fix. Get ready for Let's it. Let's do it. So we will be back with you guys hopefully by the end of the month. Um, cocaine bear disappointing, but not terrible. Shotgun wedding surprisingly not bad. Ultimately, is my verdict. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll, we will be back with you guys next time, hopefully by the end of the month. <laughs>